Good morning. Today is Sunday, August 11th, 2019. Our readings for this morning are the daily office readings. So these will be different than the liturgy used in church today. But I think that the difference in readings gives us a broader pers perspective on scripture. And so even though it might feel a little bit like doing double duty, <laughs> I do try to use the daily office liturgy on Sunday when we can. Know that although I've been absent from you a bit over the last week or so, you've been in my heart, friends. Um, I have been praying for all of you, and I have been, even when I'm not recording it, I am praying for you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I recognize that there is so much suffering and pain in this world, but we do not suffer alone. If any one of us is, is feeling, well, really anything on any end of the spectrum, whether it's suffering or joy, there is a community of people out there that are feeling the same thing. And I think that prayer is one of those ways that we tap into that. I don't want to get too far a field here, but I think that is why support groups are so important is because they help us feel that we are not alone. And so know, beloveds, that you are not alone. God is spirit. Oh, I forgot to tell you what the readings actually were. <laughs> Psalms 66 and 67, 2 Samuel 13, 1 through 22, Romans 15, 1 through 13, and John 3, 22-36. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Mother, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word, and to ask for ourselves on and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship her. Let us kneel in silence, and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life.
Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. You know, we haven't used Jubilate in a while. Let's, um, let's use that for our inventory psalm. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before her presence with a song. Know this, the Lord herself is God. He herself has made us, and we are hers. We are her people and the sheep of her pasture. Enter her gates with thanksgiving. Go into her courts with praise. Give thanks to her and call upon her name. For the Lord is good, her mercy is everlasting, and her faithfulness endures from age to age. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Psalm 66, make a joyful noise to God. All the earth, sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Because of your great power, your enemies cringe before you. All the earth worships you. They sing praises to you. Sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds among mortals. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There we rejoiced in him, who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let the rebellious not exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept us among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a spacious place. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows. Those that my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fatlings with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come in here, all you who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for me. I cried aloud to him, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has given heed to the words of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Psalm 67, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may, may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. 
Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere him. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 13, verses 1 through 22. Some time passed. David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar, and David's son Amnon fell in love with her. Amnon was so tormented that he made himself ill because of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed impossible to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of David's brother Shemiah, and Jonadab was a very crafty man. He said to him, O son of the king, why are you so haggard morning after morning? Will you not tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill, and when your father comes to see you, say to him, let my sister Tamar come and give me something to eat and prepare the food in my sight so that I may see it and eat it from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please let my sister Tamar come and make a couple of cakes in my sight so that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamara went to her brother Amnon's house where he was lying down. She took dough, kneaded it, made cakes in his sight, and baked the cakes. Then she took the pan and set them out before him, but he refused to eat. Amnon said, Send out everyone from me. So everyone went out from him. Then Amnon said to Tamara, Bring the food into the chamber so that I may eat from your hand. So Tamar took the cakes she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. But when she brought them near him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come, lie with me, my sister. She answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do anything so vile. As for me, where would I carry my shame? And as for you, you would be as one of the scoundrels in Israel. Now, therefore, I beg you, speak to the king for he will not withhold me from you. But he would not listen to her, and being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon was seized with a very great loathing for her. Indeed, his loathing was even greater than the lust he had felt for her. Amnon said to her, Get out. But she said to him, No, my brother, for this wrong in sending me away is greater than the other that you did to me. But he would not listen to her. He called the young man who served him and said, Put this woman out of my presence and bolt the door after her. Now she was wearing a long robe with sleeves, for this is how the virgin daughters of the king were clothed in earlier times. So his servant put her out and bolted the door after her. But Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the long robe that she was wearing. She put her hand on her head and went away, crying aloud as she went. 
Her brother Absalom said to her, Has Amnon your brother been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this to heart. So Tamar remained a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. When King David heard all of these things, he became very angry. But he would not punish his son Amnon, because he loved him, for he was his firstborn. But Absalom spoke to Amnon neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon, for he had because he had raped his sister Tamar. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle E, a song of Jerusalem, our mother. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice, rejoice with her, all you who mourn over her, that you may drink deeply with delight from her comforting breast. For thus says our God, I will extend peace to her like a river, the wealth of nations like an overflowing stream. You shall nurse and be carried on her arm, and you shall nestle in her lap. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. You shall flourish like the grass of the fields. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our New Testament reading today is Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 13. We who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us must please our neighbor for the good purpose of building up the neighbor. For Christ did not please himself, as it is written, but, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, in accordance with Christ Jesus so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you, for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God, in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle K, a song of our adoption. Blessed are you, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for you have blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Before the world was made, you chose us to be yours in Christ, 
that we should be holy and blameless before you. You destined us for, for adoption as your children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of your will, to the praise of your glorious grace that you have freely given us in the Beloved. In you we have redemption through the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of your grace, which you have lavished upon us. You have made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of your will, according to your good pleasure which you set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to gather together all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. John chapter 3, verses 22 through 36. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he spent some time there with them and baptized. John also was baptizing at Anon near Salim because water was abundant there, and people kept coming and were being baptized. John, of course, had not yet been thrown into prison. Now a discussion about purification arose between John's disciples and a Jew. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who was with you across the Jordan, to whom you testified, here he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, No one can receive anything except what you have been given from heaven, except what has been given from heaven. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. For this reason, my joy has been fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, yet no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted his testimony has certified this, that God is true. He whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever disobeys the Son will not see life, but must endure God's wrath. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us say together the Apostles' Creed, affirming our faith. I believe in God, the Mother Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Mother, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray.
we will is we have been used in place of suffrages. Um, instead, we'll do intercessory prayers for healing found in Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. And let us for privacy's sake, or at least in my case, fear alone, certainly say names aloud. Um, I'm going to pause and then offer to God with my voice and my energy and my prayer those on my personal and confidential prayer list. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, answer our prayer. Holy God, source of health and salvation, answer our prayer. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, answer our prayer. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, answer our prayer. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, answer our prayer. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Answer our prayer. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Answer our prayer. Jesus, child of Mary, you embrace the world with your love. Answer our prayer. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Answer our prayer. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. Answer our prayer. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Answer our prayer. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Answer our prayer. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. 
Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. We pray to you, O God. Answer our prayer. Jesus, Lamb of God, answer our prayer. Jesus, bearer of our sins, answer our prayer. Jesus, redeemer of the world, answer our prayer. Our mother who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy queendom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the queendom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you is the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death and now reigns with you in glory, hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. Grant us, Lady, we pray, the spirit to think and do always those things that are right, that we who cannot exist without you may by you be enabled to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that in the week to come, that the week to come may be spent in your favor. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We will use as our prayer for mission, the prayer attributed to St. Francis, found on page 833 of the Book of Common Prayer. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, 
It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Let us add some additional prayers. Prayers for those who are sick may be found on page 64 through 70 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Particularly poignant, I think, today, at least according, at least is, is brought to my mind by the readings and by recent events in, in my life um, and community. I, I would like to pray the prayer for those who mourn on page 65. And the prayers for one suffering from mental distress on page 67. Let's just do them one at a time. For those who mourn, merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of our loved ones. Comfort us. Grant us the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you. And help us to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our deliverer. Amen. For protection. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the Word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Father. Grant us, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided Trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. For an extended course of treatment, strengthen your servants, O God, to go where they have to go and bear what they have to bear, that accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, and technicians, they may be restored to wholeness with a thankful heart. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. For survivors of abuse and violence. Holy One, you do not distance yourself from the pain of your people. But in Jesus, bear that pain with us and bless all who suffer at others' hands. Hallow our flesh and all creation. With your cleansing love, bring healing and strength to your children. And by your justice, lift us up that in the body you have given us, we may again rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's pray also the prayer for victims of addiction. It is found on page 831 of the Book of Common Prayer. O blessed lady, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. 
Amen. For caregivers and others in support of the sick. Lover of souls, we bless your holy name for all who are called to mediate your grace to those who are sick or infirm. Sustain them by your Holy Spirit, that they may bring your loving kindness to those in pain, fear, and confusion, that in bearing one another's burdens they may follow the example of our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear God, you know what we and those we pray for and those we don't even know to pray for need more than we do. So we pray your will and your grace and your love upon all those on our prayer list, all those on our hearts, even those whom we don't know to call by, by name but need our intercession, God. May the Holy Spirit give us words and light and love to bestow upon all those who need it. For all good and grace and love and care comes from you, O God. Help us to know when to be merciful, when to be kind, when a loving word is needed. And help us to know when to stand up. Help us to, as Brene Brown says, have soft, soft fronts and strong backs. Help us to stand up for justice, that all of your children may have their needs met and dwell in peace and safety. In the holy name of our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now is the time when I usually share a few of my thoughts on the readings, and the readings today are hard, I think, at least for me. Psalm 66 seems hard because verses 8 on seem to talk about God allowing bad things, I'm using the air quotes there, to happen to us, to test us, to sift us, I guess you might say. And I think that there's a reframing that needs to happen there. It is not that God allows these things or wants these things or wishes these things upon us. But as God can take anything and use it, God uses the things that we humans bring about in this world, intentionally and unintentionally, directly and indirectly, to sift us, to temper us, to grow us. And so it is my prayer for all of us that when hardship comes, and it does, and when joy comes, and it does, that we enter fully into God's redemptive process and allow us to be changed for God's glory through the process 
through the experience. Amen. Let us not forget that we are safe in God's hands, no matter what comes on this earth. It, it is simplistic but true that it might seem like, and it might be, the worst tragedy. But in God's hands, miracles happen. Good is mined from the bad. Transformation and blessing are found in the middle of tragedy. With God's help. Amen. All right, our Old Testament reading. The rape of Tamar. This is so hard for me. I think what's hardest is is that David doesn't do anything about it. Um, but let's go through it. So first, well, the first thing that I'm going to note is that Amnon made himself ill. So he allowed himself to be consumed by this, I think we can say evil here, this evil desire for his own sister. And then he took some really bad advice. He took the advice of a crafty person. Have you ever taken the advice of a crafty person? I have. It doesn't lead in good ways. And sometimes I've taken the advice of well-intentioned, holy people, people who are striving to follow God, and it's been bad advice. And it's taken me down dark paths. I think the important thing for us to suss out in our souls is whether, and you've heard me say this before, so forgive me, whether the decision, whether the instinct to go a certain way comes from a place of fear and perceived scarcity, or if it comes from a place of faith and love. And faith and love might not yield the immediate blessing or miracle. It might even look at first like the much harder path. But in the end, even if I'm mistaken, I would rather have made the choice from faith and love than fear and scarcity. And I believe that even when I'm wrong, even when I make mistakes, God's grace covers me and God leads me through the lesson. And so I think God does for all of us. Then a couple other things that are of note are, are twice the writer tells us 
that Absalom lied, or I'm sorry, that Amnon lied. He pretended, pretended to be ill, pretended to be ill. And he lies to his father. And David believes him. And then he does a twofold terrible thing to his sister. And she tries to stop him. And he doesn't listen. And then he's disgusted. And I think it's a pretty easy connection to make here. I don't think it's much of a leap. But he's not truly disgusted with her. He's disgusted with himself, but he can't face it in himself, so he projects it onto her. And in the culture at that time, because this wasn't the first, and it wouldn't be the last, unfortunately, God would that there were no more rapes, that there was no more forcing of anyone to do anything against their will. But the law of that time would have said that he would have had to marry her, and he doesn't. So he wrongs her twice. The way my commentator takes it is he, he takes away her virginity and then he takes away her identity because that was her ident identity, virgin daughter of the, queen, of the king. And she doesn't have that anymore, so she's twice robbed. And I think that many of us can empathize with that, that whether or not um, it is exactly in this manner, there is something that's been taken from us or that we feel has been taken from us. And with it goes our identity. And I think that if we were trying to find Jesus' third way, as Walter Wink says, so the first way being retaliatory violence and the second way being passive pacifism, so to speak, and then the third way being Jesus' way active, of active resistance, what would that look like here? And as I imagine myself as an observer in this story and I imagine the third way unfolding I think it would look like and this is probably because as you guys know because I've mentioned before I read actually I guess I'm still reading I've been putting it down and picking it back up but Desmond and Mfo Tutu's book The Book of Forgiving so I think maybe Jesus' third way would look like their fourfold path of forgiveness and it would look like Tamar healing. And it would look like Tamar claiming her identity as God's daughter, first and foremost. And the third betrayal for Tamar comes when David does not enact justice on her behalf. And like I said at the beginning of this, I think that's the hardest part for me here, is that David, the, quote, man after God's own heart, end quote, 
does not stand up in defense of his daughter. And I don't understand that. I can't understand where, where David's coming from. But this too is a familiar story. The majority, unfortunately, of both children who report abuse and women who report rape are not supported in the way that they should be. And I think we can really expand that to victims everywhere. I really kind of hate the word victim, but um, those who suffer violence from another of any kind are not supported in the way that we should support them. We in our culture particularly, we re-traumatize victims, we re-wound them. I hope that it's a misguided attempt to honor the innocent until proven guilty concept of our culture, but I have to say it feels like, and I haven't done the research to back it up, but it really feels like women's voices and children's voices, even more than women's voices, are not given the respect and honor and credibility that empowered white men are given, whatever empowering looks like, or empowerment, rather, in that particular culture. And it does, both victims and perpetrators, both disenfranchised and secondary as well as the empowered and enfranchised and the perpetrators, it does them all a disservice. Amnon is done in disservice when David allows him to get away with this. The seed of violence is unchecked here. It needs to be uprooted or it keeps growing. And we'll see as we read further along in the story that there is more yet to come. And so I think that's my prayer for us. Oh, it's a, there's a lot to this prayer actually, I guess, but I pray that, that we follow God over our obsessions, over wrong advice, over fear, over everything else. That we face what we need to face with strength and grace and dignity. That we know which fights to pick. It is unconscionable that Tamara was told, do not take this to heart, be quiet. Let us be quiet no longer. Let us use our voices with discernment and power, and may that power be all the power of the Holy Spirit in and through us. 
and may those of us who have a blessed opportunity to use our voices on behalf of others speak up strongly with the peace and the calm of Jesus Christ that surpasses all understanding. May the message of the Holy Spirit make us heard. May we be messengers. May we bring justice, but God's justice, which is above all else, and reconciliation. Redemption and restoration of what the enemy and the sources of all evil would have destroyed. This is a little silly, but um, y'all probably know I love Wonder Woman. And I was watching one of like the old school 1970s Wonder Woman episodes with my son last night. And it was one where this um, German Nazi spy is turned and becomes an American agent and Wonder Woman kind of has this really it's cheesy but active part in her redemption and I think that that would be like the epitome of the beautiful third way would be perpetrators working through ownership of all the wrongs that they've done. Repenting and moving forward with compassion for their victims and themselves and becoming those on the side of justice and healing and forgiveness and restoration. It is so powerful when victims progress from victim to survivor to warrior and they help others through. It is also very powerful when perpetrators repent and become themselves warriors for justice. In most perpetrators, there is a victim. It's hard to find. It's kind of like at the source of all arrogance is usually an insecurity. But may we recognize that all sides, all people need healing and may we be instruments of that healing. God, show us the way and give us the strength. Amen. Well, I spent an awful long time on that one. I hope that's okay with you guys. I guess you could just fast forward if it's not, right? And along those lines, our New Testament reading from Romans tells us that we who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak. So this I believe, isn't just living in harmony in accordance with Christ's example. That's in quotes. As my commentator says, but it is also balancing and helping each other and standing with each other in our time and space of need. No one person is going to be capable of doing and being everything. 
And so we have varied gifts and talents and skills and abilities and strengths and weaknesses that when we come together as a whole community, we are able to accomplish that which no one could do on their own. And we all have our times of weakness. We all, I don't want to say take turns, but have our seasons of being the victim, the perpetrator, the survivor, the warrior. And in these spaces, may we come alongside each other and offer compassion and support. Not enabling, not yes-womaning, but compassion and support. As these verses say, may we be steadfast and encouraged and steadfast and encouraging to others. May we welcome each other in whatever space and time and role we are right now in this moment. May we welcome and love each other. Amen. And then one of our blessings is here in verse 13 that uh, we often say that I will, I will try to remember to use for our blessing at the end of this time together. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing so that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. our gospel reading. So this is one where John's disciples don't understand what John is doing and how it is a part of what Jesus is doing. And John tries to explain it to them that all of the purification and blessing and sanctification that is embodied in baptism is from heaven. All blessings are from heaven. All sacraments are from heaven. And John is, as he says, but a messenger who has been sent ahead of the Messiah. He compares Jesus to the bridegroom and himself as the friend of the bridegroom. That he doesn't compare or have jealousy to Jesus, but rejoices greatly that he has arrived and willingly and with blessing and peace decreases in order that Jesus might increase. Oftentimes, the work that we are doing is preparing the way. Let us not be distracted by expecting results or honors here. As it says elsewhere in our scriptures, God sees and God knows, and that is more than enough.
and John goes on to say basically that Jesus is God and so he has so much more to more to say, more to explain, more understanding. A greater and more heavenly testimony than John or or we, those of this earth. Let us then, beloveds, carry the heavenly message of Christ as John did. Let us prepare the way, not making space for ourselves, but making space for God. That is the greatest gift that we can give each other, to help each other find... Sorry about that, my phone rang in the middle. Um, make space for God. That is the way which we are preparing, a way for God in our communities, in ourselves, in the people around us. May we be clearers of the path and messengers of God's message. Remembering that as co-conspirators with Christ, we are part of something much greater than ourselves. May our every action and every word bring the kingdom of God to these spaces within and without. Amen. Well, and that's what I have to say. <laughs> I'm sure that was an awful lot. Thank you for bearing with me. Um, as I've mentioned before, these times coalesce a lot of things that are rattling around in my head. Um, and with that being said, I guess that we had better close this up. We're finishing up on page 102. Of the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, with one accord, to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road. And may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.